Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why did my f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. It's Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's There's love Day. In the air. Yay! Um, thank you. That was me. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so last year, oh, last year for shit. Valentine's Day, we had my friend Heidi on, and she talked about while you were sleeping. And I figured, holy shit, that's right. Yeah, that was one year ago. That was one year ago. Oh my god! I think that watching watching rom coms, Christmas rom coms, right at Valentine's Day, is, yes, is a perfect tradition that I'm happy to keep going. So let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about just friends. Let's talk about a movie that I had seen clips of before. Oh, you had never seen and this before. I have seen like my parents absolutely adore this movie because they love Anna Faris. Yeah, absolutely love Anna Faris. And I've seen most of it. I had never, ever sat down and watched this movie so, from beginning to end. Before. So I love this movie. And I, for years, I would frequently forget that it took place at Christmas. I just remembered it being 
I think the rom com. Honestly, I think at the end of this movie, you kind of forget that it yeah, takes place at yeah. Christmas. But there is one bit that like really deals with Christmas, and that is yeah. it. Yeah, but it's like you know what? In the world where like I kind of push back a little bit on like the Die Hard stuff, where it's yeah. like, oh, Die Hard's a, like this is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard is yeah. to me. Like, yeah. like it's still in that same vein of like I don't really count this as a Christmas movie, but I feel more Christmassy watching this than I do watching Die Hard. What if I think both of them are Christmas movies? <laughs> it's, I'm not saying Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, but, and we're never gonna no. have that debate. Do not. Think- Oh, no, no, I, one day. That might be the final oh, episode. I don't want to ever talk we'll, about we'll end that. On that. Or maybe a live episode. I will say Die Hard 2 is more of a Christmas movie I than agree Die Hard 100%. <laughs> but so my my thing with this movie is that I think it is very funny. I think that you've got a bunch of funny character actors at the mm-hmm. peak of their popularity. You've got Ryan Reynolds when he's still not quite like the Ryan Reynolds we know today. No. Like this is like he's, he's still very Van Wilder. Van Wilder, which, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You've got Anna Ferris just doing what Anna Ferris does best. So, <laughs> she was great. So good. <laughs> Amy Smart at the peak of people still loving Amy Smart. Is she still doing anything? I don't know what we'll she's get up it. to. We'll get well, it. We will get there. Chris Klein, like kind of playing against type in a weird way. Yeah, because Chris Klein was oh Chris Klein always was the kind of the good guy yeah in all of these movies dude when he first <laughs> when he first shows up in the with the long fucking and he's hair. trying to play the guitar and he goes get it together Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's peak matt kelly right yeah there. oh 100 <laughs> get it together kelly get, get it together, together. <laughs> Uh, and then I always forget his name. Chris Marquette. Is that it? Yeah. Chris Mark. Mar- is it Marquette? Marquette? Marquette. Whatever it is. Steals. I mean, dude had like maybe the best part maybe this. like two, three years where he was popping in on a bunch yeah. of shit. And this is like him fucking crushing dude, he it in steals this movie. Everything. He, he, was, he was great in this. This isn't a comedy, but he was great in Alpha Dog. Yeah. I loved him in Alpha Dog. Fanboys. He was amazing. And yeah. that was a few years after this. Like Chris Marquette, I I really hope Chris Marquette makes a comeback. Yeah, because he was fantastic. He was fantastic. For those of you unfamiliar with the story of Just Friends, we've got <laughs> Chris Brander played by Ryan Reynolds, who is a very heavy set high school senior. Right high there, at their senior. graduation day, and he is best friends with Jamie Palomino, who is Amy Smart. And he decides that at this graduation party that he shows up to that he just thinks is going to be him and his two and best Jamie friends and her and, and the two and the two best friends just thinks it's going to be them. It's like a fucking rager. Like, it's a like, rager party. They're, they're having like a surprise party. And and we've got to talk about the, the opening scene of this movie is iconic now. Yes. Of him lip singing to I Swear by All and For One. I swear and I'll tell you what. And they even end with this in the closing the credits and it's still not enough. I could watch Ryan Reynolds lip sync to that song for hours. His sincerity in yeah. his face is so fucking charming and funny. Like I, I self-admit that I get hipstery from time to time. So I'm like, ugh, it's fucking so popular. I just don't care about yeah. him anymore. Ryan Reynolds does not meet that. No. Ryan Reynolds is always going to be amazing. I... I know I, I'm definitely the Pokemon obsessed guy. If you haven't seen Detective Pikachu, so good. you gotta fucking see Detective Pikachu. Ryan Reynolds, I know Ryan Reynolds just plays Ryan Reynolds and everything, but it's good. It's great. It's great. It's great. That's all I want to see. So he goes there with the intention of signing uh, Jamie's yearbook and her seeing this note where he professes his love to her. I feel like we've all been in that situation where we have... 
members of the opposite sex or the same sex, whoever you're attracted to, yeah. that you are friends with, close with, and you feel a little stronger towards them. I hate using the term friend zone, but it's going to come up. Well, we're going to have to so, talk about so it. So here's the here's the big debate, and I know okay. that we're going to get into this. Yes. Because you have said to me now... Now, two, I slept on it. I've slept on it. So yeah. don't. I don't want you to be like, this is what you... You can tell them what but, I but said yes, before. Your, but. your original read of this was, this is the movie where Amy Smart isn't interested in Ryan Reynolds' character until he loses a lot of weight. Okay, yes. And I think, I think the difference is that young Ryan Reynolds, it's not about the weight. It's about yeah. the fact that she is the only thing that he has. Yeah. Like, he is that obsessive puppy dog yeah. that is impossible for anyone to fall in love with. Yeah. He does lose weight, but he loses weight and completely changes who he is and becomes overly confident. And what the movie's actually about is she doesn't want the fit, confident asshole Ryan Reynolds she wants the guy that she remembers from but high school like being a little bit more, more yeah, independent. It is it is more about you. You have just opened my eyes. Yeah. to this movie. Like like I think that that's what it's because she. Yeah. Because if You're it was right. just that she likes him because he lost weight, we wouldn't have You're a right. movie. You're right. But she hates who he is. Yeah. <laughs> like for a large I chunk think, of that. I don't want to get too 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 deep into it until we get towards the end of this podcast. But yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but, but that's, we're going to talk about. But that's what I think is the big the yeah. misconception that because I've heard it. a yes. lot of people make that argument. Yeah. And it's like if it was just that all he needed to do was lose weight, she would have just fallen in love with him when he yeah. walked into the bar and that would have been the end of the movie. So, and I think one of the things is about let's fucking talk about friend zones. To me, the friend zone of ugh I got put in the friend zone. I'm just this person's best friend. She doesn't want to be with me or anything. That's gross. I yeah. hate I hate that attitude. I think that it's not a bad thing to mentally tell yourself that you are in the friend zone. Yeah. Because you also don't want to only be with someone with the hope that eventually you'll get exactly. this exchange yeah. out of that relationship. Yeah. It's totally fine to be like, I have these feelings. They don't have those feelings. It is my job to work that out. Come to terms with that. Yeah. Like it's so my problem is my idea of the friend zone that I do think exists is no matter what member of the sex you are, yeah. boy, girl, non-binary, whatever, is leading someone on. Leading someone on, though, I think is different than the friend zone. I, I agree. Think, I think you put yourself in the friend zone. Yeah. I think another person leads you exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. So... I want to go into this because this movie was this movie was made at a time where oh they were talking about friend zones, zones in every yeah, fucking movie exactly. and TV like show it's, and 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 people just brushed it off where friend zone now people are like well you shouldn't just like hang out with somebody because you think you're gonna be able to sleep with them yeah it's like that's to me that's never what the friend zone was it's like it's like the nice guy cash exactly. in I've been a nice guy, so like, here's all of the good things I've done for you. Exactly. In exchange, you need to make out with me at this yeah. party now. It's like, oh. Fucking weird. And I mean, we've all, when we were all young, we've all had feelings like that. Yeah. Why won't they be with me? Oh, for, I mean, that was guy. most, here's the thing. I am very ashamed of a lot of like high school and college, yeah. Matt, because Dude, that was my same. mindset. And, and yep. it took a lot of therapy. It took a lot yep. of like working on myself to be like, that was my problem to deal with. Yep. That was yep. not up to me to like guilt trip someone for that or bitch about that to other people. Like, dude, that's that, shit. Like you just said with therapy. Like, yeah. I literally like 
had conversations about this last year. Yeah. Where it was like, why did this person do this? And my therapist literally looked at me and said, like, they're a person. Yeah. Like, they, they make their own decisions. They're a human. You, you can't make people make the decisions you want them to make. No. So it's that's it's tough because I mean I think a lot of us are control freaks at our core as well. Yeah. And it's also really messy. It's all really messy. And the reason I say that is like I also think of like two of my friends right now who are engaged. Yeah. But they started dating fresh off of the divorce. Yeah. And one person was absolutely ready for this to become a relationship that would lead to a marriage. And the person who's just going through the divorce is still working out a ton of shit. Yeah. And for a really long time, I was like, this is like you two are perfect for each other. But if y'all don't like let each other work through the bullshit that's going yeah. on in each other's brains, like you're going to fucking choke this thing out. Yeah. Honestly, piggybacking off of that, that's amazing because I, I know I name drop on this podcast all the time and we, we we've talked about that. But I think this is an episode that like relationships have to be brought up because that's kind of what this whole movie is about. Right. Yeah. Teddy and I started hanging out at the end of a bad breakup that we've talked about. And when Teddy and I started hanging out, I was very clear, like we can't make this commitment because I'm still working through shit. Yeah. Like I was like, I need to figure myself. I need to get comfortable yeah again because i didn't want to jump into something like that and then be that person who's like i'm gonna keep you over here Mm -hmm. until i feel comfortable yeah i just want to be up front and i think again if they did this in movies we wouldn't have the movie yeah but i think if there were just conversations and communication well communication is the key thing any fucking rom-com wouldn't exist well and (laughs) And this is the other thing that's like, you know, there's that aspect of like, how badly does the media fuck up people's actual perception of like how love is supposed to work? Yeah. And like the reality is like the best, healthiest marriages that I have found in my lifetime are almost always people who were friends sometimes for decades before they ever dated. I agree. You know what I mean? Like it's like we're, we're so inundated with this like you meet somebody, you fall madly in love from the second you see them. And then that's the person you spend your life with. And mm-hmm. that does happen. Like it if does. that's it does. if that's someone that's sitting there and you're sitting next to your husband yeah. for the last like 15, 20 years, like seriously, that's beautiful and that's yeah. amazing. But I've also heard just as many stories yep. where it's it's like the when Harry met Sally type yeah. situation where it's like they met in college and for 10 years they watched each other date the wrong persons yep. and then through random happenstance was like oh my God, you're the person. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. And that, that happens. It happens a lot. There's also the element where you're single in 36 and you're just like, okay, well like I'm ready for any of it. <laughs> I'm ready for <laughs> that Really any of it could be great. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. No, nah, I'm joking. I know, I'm, 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 I know, I know you are. I, I, I've got it. You know what? I'm, I'm failing a little bit on a, on a personal goal of mine, which was to be less self-deprecating in 2022. I think we talked about it it came up very briefly, very small clip yeah. last episode where I was like, sad Dylan was funny. Yeah. But that's, was the same thing. Dude, it's a complete trauma response. Yeah. Of things that you're like, protecting yourself. From exactly. The, from like, the let me make fun of myself first before somebody else makes fun of me. And that's, that's been a big thing of like, there's stuff that I, that was really traumatic for me. And your yeah. defense mechanism is that you make fun of it. 
but it's like you can make fun of it, but you need to work through it first. Exactly. When you're okay with it, yeah, then you can make fun of it. But all you're doing is masking it and prolonging that trauma and that exactly. hurt. Man, we're getting we're getting deep on this <laughs> just friends episode. <laughs> we are getting deep on this just friends episode. But I think if you really think about it, I think the fucking shit that happened to Ryan Reynolds in the beginning of this movie is traumatic. It's very traumatic. That is a traumatic fucking experience. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past a Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. And that is shit that sticks with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. I'm sure we all have moments where we have suffered embarrassment of shit that who we were in front of we'll never think of that shit again but it pops up in our brains at like one in the morning when you go to lay down like yeah. remember that fucking time i did this look we joked around shit. about this today but that is why i go to bed listening to commentary tracks is yeah. i need my brain to focus on anything else than whatever thought it's going to pull yeah. out of the rolodex of memories I get it. so like, i think this entire movie yeah it's a comedy but it's all based around a trauma response. it's based around a trauma response so, so let's talk about let's talk about the movie let's talk about the movie a little bit <laughs> So, yeah, something traumatic happens to Ryan Reynolds. There yes. is some funny stuff. I mean, the shirt that she gives is him, so good. So good. So good. And that's the difference between like a character like Ryan Reynolds and a person like me where I yeah. throw that shit on and be like, yo, check this yeah. shit out, dude. Give it's me great. a beer. It's so good. But yeah, so she gives him this shirt. It's their faces on cats. And it's like, we're a perfect Such team. Such a cute shirt. I fucking wow. love it. Oh, they've, got, they've got to sell those. The big see. thing about that, though, and this is, it is clear even in that opening scene how much Amy Smart's character loves Ryan Reynolds' character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, he thinks that he has to run away from, from that town. But I think that if he had stayed in that town, it would have happened eventually. So? You know, like, I think that she genuinely had that close care for a friend that like that's the type of friendship that can one day turn into something if both of you are are into it now i don't know man because we just talked about how like yes ryan reynolds when he came back he was an no, asshole but, yeah, but he did he develop that, as a person he needed that separation you're right yeah you're right. i think he still needed to get out of town because yes he's when he's out of town and when we see him in LA and he's working for Steven Root, who's absolutely amazing so in this goodness. movie as well. Yes, he's like 
I don't think he's he comes off as like a womanizer. No, I think he is. He 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 does. He, he it brings knows, up that he that he is he, sleeping with with beautiful models and everything. He knows else. that he can get laid, but it's exactly. not like he's. You know, there's even that scene where he like kind of flirts with the one girl yeah. at the ice skating rink, but you know that he's not going to actually sleep with her. He's just trying to prove a point. Exactly. To the other dude, like, yep. no, she's not with him. Watch. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so it's it's kind of, he walks that fine line because you can't have him be well, a full asshole. Well, now I'm thinking about when he was in LA and he gets dumped by the girl. Yeah. I, I forgot about that part where he's like, she's like, who else are you talking to? And then like she storms off and he turns around and starts flirting with the blonde girl. So he was kind of a dick. He's a dick. But, but I don't think, I don't know. I don't think he was a bad person i still don't think i don't he think he's person. putting on any lies or pretending no. to be nope. you know there's no mis- i think he's very clear with his intentions yes yes always has been and that's the and i think that that's the secret that is the secret it's like if you're clear yeah. hey this is what i'm looking for like yeah i could never be that person that's like hey no. i just want to get some sex in exactly like, <laughs> <Some sex. laughs> but- i just want to get some sex in but like there are people who can do that. Trying to slay some strange. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk about Anna Ferris playing this okay, like so, perfect character of like the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica yeah, Simpson at that time. Definitely. Her, definitely. So basically, Anna Ferris plays these pop stars if all of the things the paparazzi were saying were, were true. true. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And her like. So the joke is that she, the, the record company that ryan reynolds works yeah. for they want her on the label they yep. realize that she's a free agent she's like essentially. the number one star she's yeah. probably a comparison to nowadays probably taylor swift yeah like that's like how big Swift. she is and they're like they're like hey we know that you've met her before and he's like i went on a date and she almost stabbed me yeah. like like he's like i really and she's just like oh my god it's so great to see you yeah and, and then tries to blow him like yeah. right, right there start singing the one song her the song that everyone remembers from the movie yeah. forgiveness is more than, more saying, than saying sorry, sorry. <laughs> she's like no it's okay because i forgive you now yeah. he's like no that's not- i like the change at the end she's like i improved it forgiveness is more than saying sorry are you sorry <laughs> and that's the only fucking change in the song. <laughs> but yeah, so he's supposed to be flying her out. I forget where they're going. They're supposed to be going to Paris. They're going to Paris. It's like he's going to kind of wine and dine her and really get her yep. to like want to sign this and contract. She, so what happens is she goes to heat up some, some food in the microwave in a Tupperware container. But in the Tupperware container, the food's wrapped in aluminum foil. <laughs> And they have to emergency land the plane because she causes a fire. Yeah. Well, the Tupperware said it was yeah, microwave. Yeah, the Tupperware said it was microwave. <laughs> yeah, but the aluminum's not. And they land. Is this a prank? Where's Ashton? <laughs> <laughs> Am I being punked? And they land close to New Ryan Jersey. Reynolds. Yeah, they're in New Jersey. Yep. So he's like, all right, until they get this plane, I guess I have to stay with his, my mom. His mom also is. She's literally playing the mom from fucking Better Off Dead. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, French fries, French yep. toast. Like, 
so good, so kind of absent-minded. But yeah, his brother, the brother hates him. Yep. Like it's so clear. It is a, it's such a love hate though. It's such a love it's hate. Such but a love he's hate. so like, hey, here's my brother who's rich and famous and doesn't fucking visit the family for ten <laughs> yeah. years type attitude. And he's so fucking shameless that like he meets Anna Ferris's character. He's like, he literally is like, I jerk to your brother. Every night. She goes, well, every night he goes, yep, once just an hour. <laughs> What at one point, like they're sitting on the bed, and Anna, like basically, so Ryan Reynolds puts his brother in charge, charge of, of handling her, her yeah, taking like, care of her, so he can go hang out with Amy Smart's character and try to have sex with her. Like yeah, that's, that's that's all he wants. He wants to he hate wants. fuck. Essentially, he wants to hate fuck Amy Smart because in his mind he feels like he was friend zoned or he was yeah. led on which he wasn't no. he was not led on one of my favorites is like she's lonely and fucking horny and yeah. she's like how many times have you jerked off to my poster and he goes eight eight <laughs> he goes yeah that's hot <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. The scenes with the two of them are fucking amazing. But there's a Uh, line that my brother refers to all the time. And now it's like the line I think of in this movie, which is at one point she has like a concussion. And Ryan Reynolds is like, what have you done to her? And she's like literally eating toothpaste. toothpaste. And he goes, she's She's fine. fine. She's She's got got her her toothpaste. (laughs) She's fine. She's got her toothpaste. (laughs) And she looks up, she's like, nom, nom, nom. And it's like the fucking, the opening scene of Paranorman where the toothpaste is sticking all over her fucking mouth. This movie's so funny. But then it's, the movie is also like, Ryan Reynolds, his intentions are slowly warming up because he's really falling for Amy Smart for who she is. Yeah. She's a good person. She like cares about her community. Like to the point where they end up sleeping in a bed together and he's like, Am I supposed to make a move? Yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And she is in her head going, will you make a fucking move, yeah. please? Like- yeah. Can you do something? <laughs> exactly. But so the... the Again, p- communication is key. key. Please talk to each other. The part that warms my soul, one of, yeah. one of the other parts that makes me laugh is the... <laughs> There's the scene where he wants to show her how great of an ice skater he is. So they yeah. agree to go ice skating. And the mom gets rid of his skates. Yeah. And he's like... What do you mean you got rid of my skates? And she starts saying that song. She's like, be yourself. Be. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be myself. And she walks away and he goes, oh, my snow globe collection. <laughs> I will say that the hockey scene was my least favorite part. I that, hate the hockey scene. Well, that was the big trailer part. Oh, that was like, what they that sold the trailer movie. moments. But yeah. there's, so we'll get into, I, I hinted at this when we were watching stuff yesterday. Yeah. There is a scene in this movie that I have to look away for a split second. Yeah. And it's after the hockey scene, he gets hit in the face yeah. with the hockey puck and it cuts to them bringing him up this hill on the stretcher and then they get distracted and he goes sliding down the hill. Yeah. And it's not, I'm fine with when he gets air, but he hits and gets air and flips upside down and <laughs> lands Fuck. on his face on the ice and skids. skids. And I'm just like, it's like like the most painful thing i can fucking imagine so when he goes um to play hockey and gets injured the ambulance that picks him up one of the ambulance workers is chris klein who has gone from like this long-haired hippie dude 
to like this kind of jack. He's literally seen carrying Amy guy. Smart up a hill after she exactly. falls. Like he's like Superman. Clean cut. Definitely, but he's coming across as that sensitive guy. Yeah, he's he's him he's, in he's good American at guitar Pie. Again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like shredding he's, yeah. guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole movie becomes basically Ryan Reynolds' character versus Rusty. Yeah. And you're you're kind of thinking that Rusty's probably a dickhead, but that's confirmed way later in way the movie. Way later. You get this incredible, I would say this incredible 10-minute scene yeah. that starts with the three-way phone call where He's trying to get Amy Smart to go see the notebook, the notebook with him, yeah. and his brother's making fun of him on the other line. Then the yeah. mom is on the other line. The mom gets invited to the trip. Chris yep. Klein's coming with them. Yep. But then you also get them watching the movie, and <laughs> the seating situation is putting him as far away from Chris Klein, as far away from Amy Smart as possible, but right next to his mom. Yeah. So his mom is like holding his yeah. hand. Yeah. Just because because Amy Smart and Chris Klein's characters are holding yeah. hands. Uh, and then they start holding hands. Oh, oh my peanut. God. so fucking weird, man. <laughs> uh, it's so good. You know, the him and his best friend's relationship reminds me of you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Like I could see if we had grown up together and and like were in this situation, I could totally see. I'm trying us to remember. That shit. He says something to them when he first sees them in the bar, and yeah. I wish I could remember what it was. But it's like it's such a geeky question. Like it's like if he walked up to him, it was just like, "Hey, so uh, what do you think was actually the best like Enterprise in the history of Star Trek, or like something random like that?" Like. And the friend's turning around and goes, well, that's actually a really interesting question to post. And then he's like, oh, God, it's you. Yeah. Like, it's like he was going to answer that question yep. if anybody Exactly. Asked. And like, that's what just made me think, like, dude, that's you and me, yeah. man. That's 100% you and me. I feel like the last third of this movie I could live without. Like, I think the first hour yeah. is so fucking strong. Yeah. And then you get, like, the Anna Faris just completely coming unhinged. So Anna Faris, un- like, realizes what is happening, that yeah. he's been going off and hanging out with Amy Smart. And remember, Anna Faris is 100% convinced that they're together, that yeah. they're in a relationship. So she shows up to Amy Smart's parents' house. On Christmas morning. On Christmas morning, where Amy Smart's parents have been known in the town as having the biggest Christmas display in the town. And Anna Fares just fucking, fucking wrecks destroys it. it. I mean, causes thousands of dollars, dollars of in damage. Awful. And and like Ryan Reynolds is obviously on the hook for all of yeah, this. Oh yeah, like, 100%. But yeah, so you get all that and yeah. then... They fly back to LA. You find out that Chris Klein's the douchebag. Yeah, he's singing he the same song asshole. that he sings to everybody, flirting with like a girl. There is the- a line that, he, that Ryan Reynolds says to Amy Smart that I'm like... I texted you and was like, haven't we always wanted to say that to somebody, though? I'm not saying it's not toxic as fuck to have said it, but I feel like it always has been something that we've wanted to say to people. You have fun being the girl that peaked in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That's the one. So, like, maybe not to somebody like Jamie, but you know there are people you want to say that shit to. Oh, yeah. No. That shit kills me. And you have fun being the girl that peaked in high school. Fuck. Which is funny because we get that it's a very short bit, but we see the the guy that was an asshole to him in high school balding, still rocking his fucking Letterman jacket yeah, yeah. that he oh, sees God, at the bus so stop. Good. So good. So honestly, when I finished watching this movie, 
I liked it, but I didn't love it. And now that we've gotten, we've sat here and talked about it, I'm like, I gotta rewatch that Dude, fucking thing. It's got so. It many is good really lines. good. It's a. Re- it's it's got some really good bits. Definitely not a movie that becomes a Christmas watch for me. No, 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 no. And that's why I think it's perfect for like a Valentine's yeah. Day episode. But I will definitely, definitely be rewatching this multiple times. Um, I have a few friends that are absolutely obsessed with this movie. So, just friends. Two thumbs way up for Dylan. You know what, Dylan? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're more than just a friend to me, buddy. Aww, I want to make out with you too, Matt. All right. um, nom, 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 nom. Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh, whoa! Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- what? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.